I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. Back with the boys, trade period is done, free agency done, Mm. and now we have all eyes towards the draft. Uh, But we'll go through some of the ins and outs of every team today and just see what we think about what they've done. Yeah, let's go through winners and losers. You know, we're going to be a bit harsh, you know, one or the other. There's no in between for us today. No sitting on the fence. No. No fence sitting at all. So basically North winner, Carlton winner, everyone else loses. (laughs) As always, yeah. (laughs) That's it. Oh, well, look, let's go through teams in alphabetical order. So, we've got Adelaide Crows, right? They've brought in Chris Burgess, who was an excellent forward in the VFL this season, mm. mature age player. Uh, and that's it in terms of players. And they've had Tom Duday leave and also Shane McAdam. Mm. Yeah, look, there's a little bit of a positive that they, they moved up the draft board slightly, I believe. Well, they got they got 10 and 14. So, that's and, not And 20. Bad. Yeah, and twenty. So that's pretty nice. But generally, they went after they went after a big fish in Harrison Petty, who we'll have a quick chat about, I reckon. Mm. And they didn't get him. And in the meantime, they also lost Duday and McAdam. I think it's a they're a loser for me. But it's it's kind of it's teetering, to be honest with you. Like I'm, you know, if I had to choose one or the other, they're a loser. Yeah, I'd probably say the same. Like if you're looking at what their their list this year, now what they've added with Burgess, does it make them that much better of a team? Mm. Duday was injured, but still, he's probably best 22 defender if he's in the team. Mm. Shane McAdams talented, but hasn't really made a splash. It's, yeah. I think if they can nail the draft picks, which you won't know, you won't know for a couple of years, but they do have an opportunity to really nail this draft. Mm. Yep. So that could change things in the future. Um, just from plays ins and out, though, it's probably is a loss. Yep. No, yeah, I, agree. I tend to agree. I mean, you got they, oh, they were go really close to finals this year mm. and then you'd think if they could just get a few big time deals done mm. that would like sort of solidify their place but they're sort of a bit unknown next year again how much will mm. they improve internally the draft picks like you said um, I'd probably say they're a loser too but maybe they've already got most of the pieces they need ready to develop well that's the thing if you're assessing win- winners and losers you kind of have to look at what the team needs and did they address that so what do we think Adelaide needs to be better is probably more of the question. Look, I think they needed more key position help because they were they lost Duday, who they kind of showed the door to. They got Burgess, who sort of replaces him, but they needed more, like other than that, anyway, because they their key position stocks were like really. It was a bit tough for them this year. Like, Heavily you know, relying on Taylor Walker, who's old. Yeah, as exactly, well in the yeah. forward line. Yeah, there's they had a bunch of untried key positions playing and they're you know, who did okay. They did okay, but like there's no really solid, um, you know, key defenders that they can rely on to play 22 games. So, um, yeah. But no, if they if they have a good draft, then take get rid of what I just said, man. If they have a good draft, then, you know, mm. they're a winner. But, yeah. Yep. And they've also kept Matty Crouch. I mean, there was all that talk. Oh, yeah, he wasn't mm. in the team. Then he came in late, played a good role. Um. He so you could know, still I, get delisted. To be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if they just they dropped him in the next few days. But I, I think, think they, they could use the depth. To be honest, yeah. but mm. well, they need more contested plays. I think in the midfield. Yeah, that's what that, I think. That allows like Jordan Dawson to be a bit more outside as well, a bit more damaging. So I think that's why they were so heavily linked to Oliver, and why we're like, oh, if they've got Oliver, that changes things. Um, but there wasn't really a big kind of. Um, super uh, midfielder that was available in that trade period either. I don't think there was a lot of players, elite players available for trading this yeah. this time around. And that's why they went after Petty, which Matza mentioned. Um, mm. Huge money apparently thrown at him, long-term deal. And we were all sort of like scratching our heads, especially mm. considering Petty, he's been a good defender and then he went forward, had a few good games, got injured. Um, and Matza, you asked us during the week, what does Petty need to do to justify why they were really chasing him? Um, I'm not sure. I, if he's going to be a forward, he needs to be kicking like 
over 50 goals, right? Mm. Considering the money they're offering him. Yeah. I think if he kicks at least 40 goals I think for 40, Melbourne, yeah. and with with that, he, they need to have a proper structure in the forward line. So if he's yeah 40 goal forward, creates structure in their forward line, you know, him, Van Ruyen, McAdam and Fritch work it out, then I think that they could justify that type of money. But... Again, also, you do need to overpay to get someone to leave their current club mm. generally as well. So, you've got to factor that in as well. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when we get to Melbourne, we'll probably mention it a bit more. But the fact mm. that uh, Joel Smith is under some some <laughs> heat at the moment, that's, Melbourne's probably pretty happy they've got Petty still. Yeah, good call, man. Yeah. No, we'll definitely get to that. But next up is Brisbane. So, they've brought in Tom Duday from the Crows and also mm. Brandon Ryan, who was a mid-season pickup for the Hawks. Um, and they've gotten rid of Tom Fullerton and Jack Gunston. Gunston's a fascinating one, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> didn't Try, work out. Tries, no, it didn't work out. But I don't think that's a loss for Brisbane since he mm. wasn't even in their premiership, uh, not premiership, their grand final team. So if he's, that means he's not best 22, right? Mm. Not really, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I'm almost thinking of changing my rules of uh, has to be a winner or a loser because this is such a meh. You, you're so you know, like, I know. I had it like <laughs> winner, loser, and meh. Let's and do meh. meh. Yeah, because I think this one's kind of meh, but I'm I'm between meh and winner here because mm-hmm. Duda is a great pickup. Like if he can get his body right, like between him and Harrison Andrews, they're going to be chopping up everything going into the forward line. And Brandon Ryan, like obviously they've. I like the fact that they've seen a guy that they really like and they've just may have overpaid a future second, but they're like, you know what? We've seen enough potential in this guy that we mm. want him. Um, so that kind of makes me think that they're a winner. Um, For me, yeah. I consider them slightly a loser only because it didn't work out with Gunston, but why didn't it? It should have been a better marriage considering the finals experience he has. He's only 31. Mm. It's not like he's old yeah. to the point of like career done. He's mm. got... Probably two or three years of footy left. I don't know why I thought that that dude's been playing for like 15 years, man. Because he he's, has, almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he's not like, it's like 31 isn't that old. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's still a solid two, three years, especially because he's not a, he's never relying on his athleticism. Exactly. Either, so. so I sort of think if, like, Duday's a big risk. They've given him big money. He's injury prone. Mm. You know, if it all works out, great. But also at the same time, you've lost a really experienced forward that, Unfortunately, it didn't help them this year, but probably should have. And mm. that was a bit of a failure for no apparent reason, in my opinion. What do, what does Brisbane have to bring into their team to take that small little step they needed for the flag, though? Nothing, nothing here. Nothing, nothing here. Yet. I mean, they've got Fletcher developing. Will Ashcroft will come back. Next year, they're going to be gifted Levi Ashcroft, Will's brother, who's apparently mm. just as good as him. Well, so I don't, if, if he's, if he's that good, yeah, well, he's, really... He's been very good this year as an underage, so oh, wow. you'd imagine he'd improve again next year. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I don't know where I was reading, but um, someone was saying that the lockdown small forward or medium forward is sorry, small defender or general sort of defender isn't probably quite as good as it could be. Like, because mm-hmm. obviously they've got a, a couple decent runners in Wilmot and um, uh, Kitty Coleman, but the lockdown guy, like Noah, is it Noah Answorth, who they had for a bit, who has been injured. Maybe he's someone who comes in and helps them out. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. The, the team's actually really good. It's hard to really pick faults. Yeah, it's a very good team. Mm. All right, now Fair enough, next, boys. Next one. What was your What was your um, thoughts? Winner or loser, Georgie? Uh, it, I think I'm a. It's a bit of a meh, to be honest. Fair enough. I, and I think Adelaide's a bit of a meh if we're using meh as a, as a <laughs> indicator, to be honest. <laughs> Winner, loser, or meh. <laughs> uh, Fair um, enough. Next up is the Blues. So, Speaking of meh. <laughs> what do so you guys think? The Blues brought in Elijah Hollands, who has really high potential. Mm. Obviously, top five pick a few years ago, injury prone. Mm. Actually, they drafted him injured. So to be fair, it's not like he's just gone south since getting drafted. He, mm. They bought into that. Um, but his most recent game was in that VFL grand final on ball, 30 touches, looked like an animal. So bringing him in, losing Dow, is it sort of... <laughs> The potential of one young midfielder just bringing in another one with potential. It's a bit interesting. Yeah, I think it's an um, upgrade on Dale. His talent level, I think he has more skill. Yeah. Um, but then you're losing Fisher, who, yes, wasn't in your 22 in the finals, but, um, you know, certainly has talent. Yeah, so, he does. Look, I think I'm obviously very biased, so maybe your guys' opinion is <laughs> a bit more, but I think it's just just a pass mark. Mm. I don't think it's bad, though. Um, yep. The thing about... Like the fact that we've got Hollands in the last minute, I think makes it a positive trade period. 
because it addresses a need. And we need more of that half forward, forward half kind of player. That's We need smalls, but we also need like a Jack Martin type that is consistent, right? Mm. So this guy, like Dow is an inside mid and that's it. Um, and he's our sixth best midfielder. Hollands, though, I think can find a way to to um, fit into the 22 because he's got a bit more of that forward half um, damage. Mm. He can kick the ball from outside 50, kick a couple of goals. He can play inside mid. So I think he can develop in this current Carlton team, whereas Dow just he has to wait for Hewitt or Kennedy or someone to get injured mm. to play. So I think it's an upgrade for Carlton's needs. Fisher, he is a talented player. I guess the win or loss will be whether Carlton got enough compensation for him. Mm. So, you, know. you know, I think I'm going to go tentative winner for Carlton just because Holland's, yeah, super high potential to play the half-forward role that you guys need and to pinch in into pinch hit into the middle as well. Yeah. But I think splitting Zach Fisher, who was surplus to your needs at this point, yeah. and I don't think you guys really wanted to... Like, he had well, is he two years left on the contract. I don't think you guys really wanted to, you know, mm. have him on the books. So to split that into two seconds that aren't too much further back from yeah. um, the pick that you gave up, I think it's a win. But it's not a strong win. It's just it's it's relatively uneventful. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Holland's becomes, and I'm interested to see what Fisher and Dow become because two, mm. all three of these players have been a little bit starved of opportunity. Dow starved from the inside role. Um, Fisher starved from a specific position to just make his own and Holland's uh, well Gold Coast's own admission was the fact that they're playing him out of position on the wing but also he's had some injuries that affected his development so mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to see uh it might Carlton might think that you know it's a little bit even in the draft later on in the 15 to 30 so they feel like if it's pick 26 pick 28 pick 21 they still might be able to find some opportunity if that's the case then pushing back that pick may not affect them that much mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, draft boards tend to get a bit, um, you know, different once you exit the top 10, 15. So it could be quite likely that you rate a player 15th that will slide to 25. So, um, and usually as well, teams that finish in the finals can be a bit more picky about who they draft because they've got specific needs to fill. So um, I'll probably give this, if we're having the meh, um, Meh I'll probably give it a meh Mm. to win. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Met 0.5 potentially. So mm. um, Yeah, Met 0.5. That's the new category. Met 0.5. <laughs> um awesome. So Collingwood. Now they've brought in Lockie Schultz, which is, was a big surprise. We didn't even talk yeah. about it on the last pod. Um mm. and they've lost Ginevan and Adams. Schultz is better than Ginevan though. Yes. So this is a team yeah. that's just won the flag. You expect them to be up there again. And they've upgraded their small forward position and they've lost Adams, who wasn't in the grand final yeah. team, the premiership team. So you could you could say it's a it's a win. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. I, I'm going to give the opposing argument where I don't know if Lockie Schultz is that much better than Ginevan because Ginevan did score about 40 goals as a 19 year old. He he you know. scored a lot of goals in his f- first half of his first year, mm. but a lot of it was from free kicks. It's dried up a bit now. True. Well, I guess if you if you take that into account, then maybe maybe it's it's all right that you know maybe it is a big upgrade. But if it isn't that big an upgrade, they really didn't sell like Ginevan for much. Yeah. And they paid a big price for Schultz. Mm. So you know, I, I'm I'm between I'm kind of meh, maybe loser, maybe loser. I don't it's know, man. I don't know. It just depends how good Schultz is. Well, Schultz the- could be that like you know. Imagine if if he's good as good as he's advertised, plus Bobby Hill. Plus Jamie Elliott, yeah, it could be they could be huge winners because it fits their game style. They're not going to change the way they play. Mm. And the thing about Schultz, he's only twenty five. I thought he was old. He's not. Oh, nice. He's. I think he's a bit slept on considering playing in yeah, Perth. I but think he is. Yeah. Look, overall, I mean, Collingwood's lost a good young player in Ginevan, a good leader in Adams, and also their future first round pick just for Schultz. Mm. Really? Yeah. Not that that but, was the deal, but, but they're trying to compete for back to back. Correct. So for them, they obviously would think. That's a good win because they're ready to go again next year. But mm-hmm. I think overall, just looking at everything you know, all together, I would probably say slight loss long term, but mm. short term, yeah, they're still going to be top two next year. Yeah. So um, fair enough. All right. That's the pies the there. Then one. we've got the Bombers, very we, active. We we can't. Uh, you have to say winner. Yeah. You have to say winner. I think if without the Dersma part, I might have been meh on it. Just because you're overpaying Gresham, you're overpaying Goltz, uh, what's not Goltz then, uh, Mackay. Um, but nah, with Dersma, 
in as well. They're winners for sure, man. That's 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 one, two, three, four guys who go into their best twenty-two. Um, they still have pick nine as well. Yeah, that's the big one. I think. So yeah, no, nah. and that, so that could be five players, you know, into their best twenty-two, you know, come the start of next season. So I think they're huge winners, mate. Yeah, I'd agree, and you know, there's obviously Ben Mackay, you know, has a lot of potential, and he's still young, so or still young for a key, so mm. he he can kind of hold that uh, position in their backline. I think Jade Gresham is is uh, highly talented. Dursma I've always liked. Um, he's a big runner, so it might give Essendon some more versatility with what they do with their other wingers as well. Um, swing them around, and Goldstein addresses a need, an immediate need yeah. for not much. So. Mm. Can Essendon make finals finally and do something? <laughs> Who knows? Probably not. I'm not convinced, but... <laughs> the Dersma one for me, very interesting because usually when, like say Port Adelaide wanting a player from Essendon, Zerk Thatcher, it's pretty natural for the team losing the player to say, oh, okay, we'll give us this guy. But it actually worked out for the first time in a while where mm. the team wanting the player sort of had some internal cap issues or like potential cap issues where they're open... For someone to leave, yeah. and the bomb was like, you know what, we actually kind of need that guy, mm. and it just sort of worked out really well to do a player trade, which doesn't happen too often. Um, of players of decent caliber, so um, yeah, look, the bombers, I think, yeah, they've filled needs on their list, and that's all you can ask for of a team. So mm. definitely a winner for me. Um, Next well, one is might be one of the biggest L's. <laughs> you have to say it's an L. You have yeah, to say it's, an L. it's it's definitely losers in this in this draft period. The thing is, they didn't bring anyone in. We didn't say They're it's all... Fremantle. Yeah, Fremantle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Fremantle, Joel Hamling out, not an issue for them. But Liam Henry and Lockie Schultz are out. And although they're getting two future firsts for the next draft mm. after this year, this year their first pick is 34. Mm. So the immediate you know, result of this draft period is we're going to lose dudes and still have nothing to play with in the draft. Mm. That sucks. And that's all because of yeah the Luke Jackson... Mm-hmm. Trade last year, right? So, yeah. Um, which, yeah. And the thing is, didn't they get our picks last year? Our future second and third? What happened to those? They, they get... were last year's draft. Oh, they were in last year's yeah, draft. Yeah, that's oh, how they got course, Johnson. Yeah. Um, ah, yeah. And of course, because I don't yeah, know why yeah. they thought they were futures. Yeah. But nah. yeah, nah. Um, yeah, nah. Yeah, it sucks for them. Look, the positive is obviously next year, they're going to have three first rounders to play with. Mm. You know, I don't know how they're going to, you know, divvy up those assets. Are they well, they could trade? move them into this year. It's, there's still trades to go with picks only. So mm. they could get back into this draft. That's yeah, true. True. Um, true. But for now, just looking at it, yeah, definite losers. If you me. look at their best 22 team, though, they've lost uh, a good winger that's got averaging 30 possessions when he was playing that role. And Lockie Schultz, who's one of their leading goal kickers. Mm. So they just slash them straight from the 22. And they all were already bad this year. And Walter's not getting any younger, showing inconsistencies. Fife ain't getting back to his thing. Fife, mm. done. Yeah. You know. They've got some good young players, there's no doubt. But mm. Erasmus. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of good, we can name a, a couple of good players, but yeah. what are they going to do next year? Mm. They, haven't, they haven't fixed any issues. They've just lost some good players. Yeah, They're really reliant on like development from young guys and you know that's you can't that like progression isn't linear so you can't like guarantee that these young guys are going to just you know mm. come up and be good so yeah nah it's it, that would have been a tough 3 4 weeks for Freo fans man like that's that's rough and considering as well last year they did make finals this year half step back you then hope to then go Didn't ahead they finish again. fifth yeah, they were good last yeah. year. <laughs> so you go, you maybe overachieve, then you take that half step back and then at the expectation that you relaunch. But now with a few of these things happening, that relaunch is looking a bit no, <laughs> unlikely. It's a bit shaky. Yeah, it's a bit shaky. Um, um, but yeah, look, some work to be done maybe in the draft, but for now, definite losers. Another loser. Yeah, well, this is lovely, this one. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's nice. They finally lost the draft period. Geelong, sorry, a trade period. Who arrived in for them? Nobody. No one. They lose Neil. a Sava on the last day. Mm. They've got pick eight and 25 and a, and then later picks, but for Geelong, really, it did not get better. Mm, they were a exactly. loser this year. And, and they didn't address, sorry, they didn't address the midfield either, which I think is what they needed. Mm, yeah. There's that. And then the fact that all their like really top-line players are old, where are they going, man? Mm. Where are they going? They they need to try to get better now, and mm. it's just it's not happening. And there's issues with so. Tom Hawkins's contract, apparently. Just yeah, I think he resigned. In he the did end in the end for okay. a year. I'm pretty sure. But like again, the, Tom Hawkins, 
Cameron, Dangerfield, Tom Stewart, Guthrie, Guthrie. That's their best. That's their. Those are their best players, basically. Apart from Guthrie, those four are their best players. They're all old, you know. Yeah. I don't know how old Tom Stewart. I is. I think Tom Stewart's right. The reason I mentioned Guthrie is Guthrie didn't play much this year, but he'll come back into midfield. But how old is he? Mm. Dangerfield's mm. ancient. They just these players. Tom Hawkins took a real step back this year. Real step. His first real step back in mm. in his age. So he, I don't expect him to get better next year. Yeah. It's probably just another slow decline. So, yeah, mm. it's good. I think the, the Cats might suck next year. <laughs> it's, it's, good. it's good for the competition. <laughs> I like it. Well, look, they we know they've got good players still, like the Henry brothers, solid, um, especially the younger one, uh, Jack? No, uh, Jack Henry. Jack Henry, yes. Yeah. Oliver Henry is the... Oliver yeah. is the Ford. He's, young, the Ford. he's the Collingwood one. Yeah, so, yeah. sorry, him. He's really good. Mm. Um, and obviously Cameron, if he can stay fit. So, I... It's hard to gauge how they're going to go next year, but in terms of their trade period, pretty woeful, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Does Radigali affect them a lot? I don't think as much as it would if it was another team because they're pretty strong in defense usually. Mm. Well, it just means Sam DeConning takes, what, the biggest forward. Tom Stewart's still going to be intercepting. Jack Henry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Colin Jasney as well. Yeah. He's, he's not really a key position, but still, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're it's a pretty good bad. unit back there generally. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they probably have some other random Geelong VFL dude who's just like, oh yeah, this guy's one of the best defenders in the competition right now. Like, and just, they always seem unleash to, their trump card. Yeah, that, that's it, man. Yeah. They, you know, what's it called? They um, activate their trap card. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> they spin the Beyblade. No, they spin the. Bay- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so Gold Coast is next, right? They brought in nobody, but it's it's a win. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a win for them win. because they just were all about the draft. <laughs> They've got three. Um, high-end picks coming in that they'll match bids on from their mm. academy. Mm. They lose Burgess, Choll, and Hollands, who none of which were in their first twenty-two. Mm. Uh, maybe they could have been, but weren't yeah, ultimately. Nah, so, um, for the purpose of their off-season, they nailed it. Mm. And and they picks. got into the next year's draft yeah. as well a little bit mm. as well. So yeah, nah, they're, they're a huge win for them. Huge win for them. Well, well um, navigated trying yeah. to get all those picks. You know, all the um points to match those bids. I just find Chol funny. Damon Harwood comes in and says, Chol, I've seen this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Gone. Gone. <laughs> Didn't I tell you to leave? <laughs> what are you still um, doing here? I will say though, just if I can criticize, you have drafted Elijah Hollands in the top five not long ago and he's already gone. Mm. For me, as a team that hasn't played finals before, you can't really be throwing away those high-end picks. So. But they've done that. They've done that already. I know, but it's happened A again. lot of other players. Yeah. And with him especially, like you've drafted him injured. It's a couple of years and he's only played a few AFL games. Yeah. Not good enough. So there was the thing he got, um, uh, he, did he get caught with an illicit substance? Oh, was Holland? that just recently? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. But they that was before the trade. You reckon? That's what they're saying. I don't know. That's a bit interesting timing there. Well, one. does that mean that Gold Coast was more willing to get rid of him as a result? I reckon. Oh, probably. If um, you're asking then, me, that's good. Here's that's the, good for Carlton. Here's the thing: he was caught. That's all it is, because all all players are not all, but I'd say there's a lot, a high percentage of players. Uh, a lot of players doing are the getting, same thing as Elijah Hollins and Joel Smith and Clary, yeah. but they're just not caught. Mm-hmm. And Ginevan, you know, all those lads. You know what I mean? Like to go in, surely. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, let's not talk into the behavioural issues no, we don't of know. AFL we players. Don't know. Yeah, know. we know, but it, it makes sense. It's like these guys are <laughs> these guys are in their mid twenties. You know, got big money. Like you're gonna do dumb stuff. Like yeah. Anyway, uh, if it if it helps Carlton get a cheaper pick, I'm down for it, man. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the next team, the Giants. Now they brought in nobody. Super and meh. Lost Matty Flynn. Um. <laughs> they're good. They're gonna get a good player in pick seven though. Hmm. Depends who they want, I guess. Like it's it's interesting who's going to fall there. Yeah. Like is it Curtin could fall there? You know, um, Caddy could fall there. O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Yeah. So they like honestly they're just meh because I don't really think they needed to do anything. Their team was their team's really solid. Yeah. And they might pick up um, Fantasia as a rookie player as well. He could really help them if he gets his body right. So like I, yeah, I, I'm not too I'm not too concerned for them. They, they, I mean, they nearly made the grand final. So exactly. One point. Yeah. So meh. Not a winner, not a loser. Just, yep. you know, they they didn't really have anything to do, really. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a fair yeah. assessment. Mm. Um, the Hawks, though, they were very busy in the end. So, they've brought in Ginevan. Gunston's back. They got mm. Chol. A few teams are interested. And they gave him 
um, the longest deal, most money. And then D'Ambrosio comes in as well. But they lost Brockman, Kaczynski and Ryan. Hmm. Winners for me. Yeah. Pretty easily. Well, probably just. I don't know. Like, is Brockman, Kaczynski and Ryan, maybe more so Brockman and Ryan, they actually, they're, they're pretty half decent players. Um, But in saying that, they got a few, they got a, like, oh, was it four decent players who should go into their 22? It's very um, heavy on the forward line, though. Is that what, what they needed, though, is that yeah. What they needed? Well, they only had mm. Mitchell Lewis and Bruce. Yeah. Everyone else was a bit mm. hey-hey up there. So Yeah, true, true. He probably allows uh, Dylan Moore maybe more midfield time as well. Mm. Um, yeah, no. Nah, well, when you enough. consider the forward line now, it'll probably be Lewis, Choll, Gunston, Bruce, Ginevan. That's mm. pretty good. Yeah, and no, a lot of forward craft mm. there. Um, and, a, and pick four as well, so. Definitely. Mm. And look, Brockman, I mean, he hasn't really proven himself yet. So while yeah. it's, you know, you'd want to keep your talent if you think they're going to be good, ultimately he hasn't done anything yet. So, mm. and neither has Ryan or Kajitsky for that matter. Yeah. So, and no, they've, got, they've got the yeah. uh, picks in the back end of the draft so they can, um, uh, what's it called? Match for McCabe yeah, as yeah. well. Um, but after, it's weird because it's four and then 44. Mm. So they've just, it's pretty much, you know, get a decent player in the first, for the first pick and then, Actually, it's not too bad when you think about it. You get one more decent player in McCabe, yeah. and that's it. You know, well, maybe the, you, you throw a couple flyers in the forties. Yeah. So the way the draft's going to work this year is, the first round or two, your picks are going to be pushed up because of teams like Gold Coast jumping the queue and matching bids. But then mm-hmm. later on, because of all the picks that they're going to use to match the bid, your yeah. later picks fall in. Yeah. yeah. So pick seventy True. will become fifty-five because teams don't want to pick that many players. So. Yeah. Um. It's interesting how it works. Those late picks could come in handy if the guy mm. you like slips. It's not yeah, true. Um, true. No certainty that yep. um, everyone's going to have the same boards, obviously. So, yeah, I reckon they're pretty easy winners, the Hawks. Um, but their their growth is going to come internally, really. Yep. Um, now, the next team, a bit to talk about here, the Demons. Now, yeah. <laughs> they bring in Billings, which for a cut <laughs> price, which apparently St. Kilda's paying most of the money. Mm. Fair enough. That's a good... Yeah. I guess smart risk to take. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, they bring in McAdam, who on his day can be good, but mm. I don't think sets the world on fire. No. And then similar with Fullerton, pretty um, clear that he's going to be a backup to Gorney and, and maybe mm. playing a bit of forward. And they lose Grundy, which was a massive fail. Yeah. Harms, who... It's whatever. Never, yeah, never really had the role, but he's, he's a, a decent player. And then James Jordan, similar. Mm. Um, but they do get picks six and 11. I think that, that looks like a win to me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you because low risk move on Jack Billings. I actually think McAdams all right. Has yeah. a lot of, he has a decent forward craft, a lot of flair. And then now they're going into this draft being a good team. They're not a they're like even though they had a bad season by their lofty standards, they're a good team with six and eleven. Mm. Like that's that's not too bad, man. And obviously the eleven, where do they where do they get the eleven from? Was that is that their that's not their own pick. They traded um, up for that. Was there the trade with no. Gold Coast? Gold Coast. It was a Gold Coast involved trade. I'm pretty sure because that was their pick um, that they got from the Dogs. Right. So it was Dogs, Gold Coast, Mel- Melbourne. So yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty um, yeah, no, I think it's a win generally. Like you lose the guys that you've lost, Grundy, you didn't care for, Harms, you didn't care for, Jordan, you didn't care for. You know, the the Grundy going, although he's a high end player. That's more a bad on your previous trade period, not this one. Yep. So yeah, no, I'm 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 with Georgie. They're winners. I'll give them a meh. I don't think it's anything to to praise really overall. Mm. But who's dropping to that pick eleven, which will be thirteen after the Father Sons, or not Father Sons, the Academies? Um, could be a few. There's a there's a bunch of wingmen halfbacks, mm. uh, like Caleb Windsor. He's probably the best one. At the moment, Leak um, as well. Lake, yeah, Leak solid. He's yeah. he's sort of like a Bailey Fritch ish kind of player. Okay, good mark, sort of medium size. Mm. Look, ultimately for them, that pick six, the one that they're going to get a really good player, mm-hmm. and then eleven, it's less likely to be an absolute star, but you just never know. Mm. Um, the only thing is, you're looking at a name like Jack Billings, and it's an exciting name, but at the same time, he's a pick two. Yeah. Uh, he's had uh, he's he's old now. He wouldn't be he'd be like twenty six, twenty seven. Billings. Mm. He's done nothing his whole mm. career. There's no guarantee he does anything in Melbourne. Mm. But they didn't give much for him, so it's just high high potential, low yep. risk. But really, for them, there's issues, right? So we mentioned Smith, 
Clary, big yeah. issues. If if yeah, if that if that's counted into this trade period, then <laughs> then a massive losers. massive losers. It man. won't count really, but let's talk about it, right? So, yeah. Clary, he's almost left. There's all this turmoil. No one really knows what's going on. Mm. Apparently, he stays over Gorney's house and everything's better. Daddy Gorn. And yeah. then apparently, he's in the hospital. No one really yeah. knows what's going on there. Apparently, Joel Smith was with him Joel that Smith night. was with him and now he's been um, mm. apparently reporting a positive so, cocaine test. Yeah, so the max, before, the max before penalty is four years. Max penalty is four years he could be out of the game. Oh. Well, whatever it is, ultimately, like obviously, you can connect the dots and say maybe something's going on. We don't know for sure, but then there's the video of Clary... Seeming like he's having a good time kicking walls. Like, what is going on <laughs> with it? With a table tennis bat. Yeah. So he kicks. He kicks the table tennis bat into the wall, and then he thought, Nah, I didn't. I didn't. You know, fuck up the wall more like enough. So he just goes again. Um, Concerning, man. Um, yeah. I didn't know that he was of that life. To be honest, like he never really was in the news for those reasons. The, but the thing that's crazy is that he's improved his aerobic capacity so much. How do you do that? And be that much of a but party that's what animal. I think. It's like, how do these guys do it, man? That's I can hardly run like five k's, and like I'm, I'm dying. I'm like crawling <laughs> on my knees to get there. Uh, this dude's like, you know, doing a few lines and you know, knocking a few bevies, and then the next day, like running forty possessions, ten tackles, <laughs> yeah. and fifteen k's. <laughs> these dudes are unbelievable, man. It's pretty wow. crazy, man. But look, ultimately, it's not looking good for like the culture of Melbourne when you consider like Petrarca, who's like the poster boy. Yeah, and then his running mate is Clary, who obviously now it seems like they're not so similar after. No, I think Petrarca Petrarca seems like a good kid. Yeah, he makes lasagna. Yeah, he he loves his yeah yeah. Cooks his cooks with (laughs) Norma. Yeah, nah, yeah. (laughs) So maybe yeah, I don't know, man. I'm tipping Melbourne to go down next year. Yeah, a lot of teams fighting up. You Um, say that, but culture-wise, they seem a bit. They still almost knocked off Collingwood without a forward line. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they almost knocked off the Blues too. Yeah, look, but I, they I, did it. But they did. <laughs> but they did. Nah, look, I, I think that they're going to still be around the top four mark. To be honest with you, but yeah, but if they don't finish top four, remember this: this is a team that's finished top four the last two years and lost all their finals. Mm. They've got to do something to get back to the premiership. Mm. I don't think they did it. Really, I, I don't think they'll do it. But the six and eleven can help them with their future. Correct. So. Mm. But I don't think I don't think they're there just yet. There's something wrong with this team. Mm. Their forward line structure hasn't been sorted. Joel Smith looked like he was having some potential. He's not going to be playing, at least in the immediate. He won't be playing round one. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought. So will Fullerton come in and play a nice role? It's good that they kept Petty as a result. But yeah, like none of these names are that exciting. Probably Van Ruin's most exciting, but he's 20. Yeah, how much can you expect of him really? Nothing. Even though he's, man, his physical development, I'll give him full credit. Like he's he's ready to be a key forward, but at the same mm. time, he's still young. So mm. you, like he can take a big contested mark, but you can't rely on him to do it every week. Or should you have to really? Yeah, no, exactly right. Exactly. Fair enough, mm. man. Um, the next team, North Melbourne. So we've brought in mm. Dylan Stevens, Zach Fisher, and mm. Biggie Nguyen. Yeah. Mackay and Goldstein have left. Now, that was via the trade free agency. We also have lost, of course, mm. Connors, who wasn't in the team this year, yeah. Aaron Hall, same, Zeeble. Mm. Um, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of experience that's left. It's probably like a thousand plus games of experience that's left. But in saying that, we managed to get pick three out of Mackay, which is crazy for this injury prone key back who's who can hardly walk. And then you get Dylan Stevens and Zach Fisher. <laughs> can hardly walk. No, nah, that's it. I don't know why I said that. It just it, it sounded good coming out of my mouth. But um what's it called? Dylan Stevens and Zach Fisher, who were two targets, you know, that we went and recruited and we wanted. We got them for relatively cheap. Um, and we did bring in as well Toby Pink, who's not on the list for some reason. Yeah. Maybe because he wasn't from an AFL team. Yeah. But Biggie um, Nyun and Toby Pink on like small deals, not expensive, low risk, in a position of need. Why not? Yeah. Um, and all those picks that we're getting. So, win. Yeah, I think it's clearly a win with mm-hmm. the the assistance from the AFL, with the pick three from, from Ben Mackay. Like that in itself is a win. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you guys are going to pick up at least two superstars or looks yeah. like superstars yeah. as well. Whether so, it be McCurchard, well, um, Dozma. List manager Brady Rawlings has said we're going to take five picks into the draft. Now, which mm. five of those will it be? Looks like it might change depending on trades. There's six there currently. Two, three, 15, 17, 18, 57, 82, forget about it because that'll yeah. be just passed in. But yeah. up until 57, there's five picks. So, very interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, look, for me, obviously, you're losing experienced players. So, the back of your mind, sort of worried like, mm. geez, we're hoping to climb the ladder, but do we have enough experience? But I think your backline is the issue, right? 
It is, and mm. here's where I lost Zebul as well. Yeah, and here's where I do hold a bit of hope though is that Makai, while definitely a good player and a big loss, he never was the reason we're winning games or losing games. Mm. Simple fact of the rest of our team wasn't good enough. And the ball yeah. was coming in. It could have been Stephen May and Jake Lever back there. We were still going to get um, loss after loss. Yeah. So, And here's the thing. We've lost players, but our best players have been the young guys. Like exactly. It's been Sheasel. It's been Wardlaw when he's been out there. It's been LDU. It's been Taron Thomas. All those older dudes, like Cunners, we, we, like, sad to say, we're not really going to miss what he did last year. Mm. We're not going to miss what Zeeble did last year that much because we were dropping him towards the end of the season. So big deal. You know, other dudes, Kane Turner, Aiden Bonner, all these dudes that we're dropping, they're dudes who just, they don't, they, they're not going to make any other list. Was Bonner, I, I keep confusing this, was Bonner from GWS? Yes. yes. So yeah. you paid something for him. Uh, not, not a lot. Much, but third yeah. round pick probably. Oh, third round. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was a high pick. He might have been like pick eight or something. Yeah, then got traded to him, but useless. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was never good. I think overall though, look, we have a few risky sort of like, Throw a dart at the dartboard, so to speak. Guys in Big Inyon and Toby Pink, see how mm. that goes. No expectation on them. Um, but Stevens and Fisher feel a need in that they've got some skill. And, mm. and quite frankly, our team, especially in the back half and on the wings, we need more skill. Mm. Um, yeah. So it can only be good and the picks are very exciting. So yeah, I'll, I'll give us a win, but at the same time, it all would just come down to how well we draft, really. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because then yeah, those trades have actual meaning. You know, getting, you know, those 15, 17, 18. We, yeah. Exactly. There's, there's not enough context now. Yeah. And I mean, it always gets the comparison of like Port Adelaide's draft a few years ago, Rosie, Dersma, Butters sort of mm. transformed and reinvigorated them. Obviously, mm. they were starting and not as a bottom four team for four or five years, but ultimately, if you get it right, things can change pretty quickly. So that's mm. the hope of, of yep. us North fans. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Port, so they've brought in quite a few players as well. Asava Radagalia, Ivan Soldo, who will be the number one ruck, Jordan Sweet, as their number two, and Zerk Thatcher. And they've only lost Dersma. Mm. I think this is a win, man. Mm. Just because they're they're a top four team that needed Backman, that's got Backman. And Ruckman. And, they got Ruckman. and a Ruckman. So they, mm. they got what they needed. It's not like they're going to fall off. No. Whether they've got what it takes to be premiership, or only one team gets to win it. But yeah, I think it's a win, man. Yeah. Like, sucks to lose Dersma, but I think... Like, considering you're bringing in your key defender who can take a big forward, you take getting another key defender who can play on mediums, mm-hmm. and the two ruckmen who are actually really solid, like Soldo, he's a number one ruck, you know, in not in the best teams, or sorry, not in the top, he's not in the top 10 rucks or top 15 rucks, but he's still, you know, worthy of, you know, mm-hmm. being a number one ruck. Yeah. Um, and Sweet as well, a little bit, um, we don't know a lot about him because, you know, he's only really done it at VFL level. But what he did in VFL level was dominate. So, mm. um, yeah. So, no, nah, wins. Definitely wins, wins for me as well. Um, the only concerning thing being their only pick is pick 73. So, they're sort of going all in over the next few years. Mm. If they don't achieve anything, then how well are they preparing for the future? Time will tell. Mm. But obviously, yeah, for this window specifically, yeah. they've done well. Yeah, But their, their future is Rosie, Butters, um, now Horn Francis. and you know, There's a few yeah. high-enders, but in yeah. terms of the overall squad, a few good players might not be enough long-term, but mm. um, willing to bet they'll be good for the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. Um, Tigers. Th- in, this can't be a win. In though. is Kaczynski, who is, he's played a few games, but really is not a known goal kicker. And mm. they've lost Big Inyun again, not really playing. And Soldo, who is their rock depth actually. So yeah. um, considering Nunk's not getting any younger. I'd say, you know what? It's a loss. So they're losers. But in saying that, because they traded their assets last year, mm. it looks worse. Yes. Like because they they lost their future first this this year from the trade, the Hopper trade or the Toronto trade, whichever yeah. one it was. So yeah, it's they're losers, but like it's kind of hard. I, I don't really know what they could have done to be honest to make them meh or winners. So. Yeah. Well, look, if Tom Lynch isn't fit, they need a really good year from Dusty Bolton, Toronto. Like they do have star players still, but. Couple of their high end picks recently, like Gibkus, he's dealing with apparently like really significant hamstring mm. issues. He's flying to what is it, Qatar I think, I think or something? Qatar, yeah, to try to sort that out. So, wow, that's yeah. crazy. So that's... they're youngsters. I don't know which of them are actually the ones to watch out for next year, but they're going to need something because they don't really have high end picks this year. 
Hopper needs to really get good. So for me, they're definitely losers this period, but they're a bit of an unknown commodity moving forward as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. Well, the new coach, I see what that what that does to their game style and yep. and how they play. But yeah, there's nothing that's changed here that makes you go, I'm excited for Richmond next year. Yep. Um, the Saints. So they brought in Paddy Dow, a bit of midfield depth for them, and Liam Henry. And they've lost Gresham, Caulfield, and Billings. Look, uh, I think the players that they've lost, apart from Gresham, are kind of meh. Right, but they the, they're on money. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they've they've got rid of some some. I think they're going to go big next year on some high end talent because mm-hmm. I think they've dumped a bit of cash. Yeah, but the thing is, they're paying for Billings. I think not the whole thing though. Yeah, yeah, true. Gresham would be big money. He's big money. He would have been. Big he money. was big money. And yeah, I think Coffield was decent as well. Mm. And to be honest, I like the I like Paddy Dow as you know a dude who gives him depth and also. I don't know. He could he could fit really well with um you know Jack Steele and Brad Crouch. And if one of those guys gets injured, he's going to go and replace that exact output basically. Um, and Liam Henry is a great pickup as well. It's between meh and a winner for me. Yeah, I think it's like a meh point five. I think <laughs> meh point five. I, I do think they need more high end talent. That's clear. Mm. Um, is this just one of those years where they they take pick thirteen, they take pick twenty one, try get some value, and they put together a war chest for some superstar next year that really takes them to the next level. They're going to be competitive. They're under Ross line, So they're going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Henry helps with their outside run, which they've got some of those outside players that complement Jack Sinclair, Brad Hill. Um, and Dow just adds a bit of grunt in their midfield. So, so I don't think it's bad, but it's not earth-shattering either. Mm. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how they go. Pick 13 and pick 21. So 21 was from the Gresham deal. So yeah, from the Gresham deal. So... Yeah, I, I, I'd be pretty happy with them, to be honest with you. Like, it's nothing crazy, but yeah. I agree, boys. Mm. Um, now, the Swans. The big, they might be number one. I think they're clearly number one. Man. So, yeah. James Jordan comes in, probably replacing Dylan Stevens, mm. probably in and out of the team next year. Then there's Grundy, the big one. Mm. Hamling, who, if he's fit, feels the need. And then Taylor Adams, definitely good compliment to Warner and, and yeah. Goulden and those guys. Mm. That's a Grundy as well. Well, the Swans yeah. needed more consistent, contested clearance players, right? So they get a really, really good Ruckman. Mm. And Adams is still is going to put some output out over the next year or two. Mm. And they work together. That just strengthens their midfield significantly. Mm. I, I think it's a big win, man. Yeah. And they've managed to keep pick 12 and they do have our future uh, and the first as well. So they're, yeah, nah, very well, very well done. I well think played. When you consider their on-ballers now, so Grundy who, now that he'll be the number one ruck, we know how good he can be. He's a gun. He's a gun. And he'll be out of the Melbourne sort of hype and stuff. Like he'll probably play his best footy again, I would imagine. Yeah. And well, look how he played when Gorn wasn't there this year. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was great. Like, so yeah. you got him and then a midfield of a combination of Adams, Stevens, Goulden, Parker. Like you don't need much more than that really. Mm. So, And both those players... Are probably as hungry as they've ever been now. Like mm. Adams missed out on a premiership, and you think about it, Grundy kind of did as well. He did because he he left Collingwood. He did and earlier, and now he's you know didn't work out at Melbourne. Can you imagine like instead of being a premiership ruckman, you went to Melbourne and you weren't even playing in the finals? That's right. You'd feel sick to yeah. the stomach. Yeah. So especially because that the domino wasn't even started by him. He didn't really want to leave Collingwood, right? So no, nah, no. Nah. This has all sort of happened to him. You know, against mm. his own will, really. Yeah. But they're in a team that they'd be thinking, all right, we could make something happen here. Sydney's a very good team, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just oh, need yeah. those parts just to, to play their role. Mm. They've, I mean, they made the finals they shouldn't have, mm. but they weren't easy beats. Mm. Yeah. Carlton just won against them. Their only so, issue next year is Mills is injured. Yeah, that, that um, affects them. But if their key position players can stay fit, they'll be a good side. Well, Adams yeah. will sub in for Mills directly. Pretty much for yeah. the midfield role. Like, obviously, Mills is their captain, is a leader. He can play around the ground mm. as needed. But in terms of Grunt in the midfield, he adds to that straight away. Mm. So yep. You just hope that one of Amadi, um, McLean, um, Logan McDonald, one yep. of those kicks, I don't know, 40 goals. I think they'll goals. all improve. All three of them will improve. Yeah. Just if one of them can be consistent, play every game and you know be a consistent threat, it's, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Yep. Um, and yeah, Hamling bolstering the defence, which they needed. Yeah, I like it. I like it from the Sydney Swans. Yep. Yeah, definitely winners. Um, mm. And then there's West Coast, right? So they've brought in Brockman and Flynn. 
Um, in the trade and free agency, they didn't lose anyone, but they've had heaps of retirees. Yeah. So let's factor that in as well. Um, look, considering they've brought in two players being such a bad team, to be able to <laughs> recruit anybody is sort of a win there. They're so. going to be so bad next year, man. Yeah, yeah, they will be. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so it's bad. meh. It's meh for me. Good on them for getting Brockman and Flynn, but it's meh. Is yeah. the biggest thing still yet to come with West Coast? Yes. They, that's still yet mm. to come. Look, honestly, if I can just jump in for a second, Martel. Like, they've got pick yeah. one, 23, 37, and then some later ones. If I'm the Eagles, and this isn't even speaking as a North fan, but like if North's going to offer you two and 15, just one more extra first round pick, you should do that. Mm. North shouldn't be offering more, to be honest, because these guys need more talent. Those picks aren't going to do it. Mm. So it's a bit of a fail on their end to not get more picks in this so far, but it's not over yet. I would have thought they'd be more active, but they yeah, could, still be. could still be. There's a lot of debate about what they should do. It'd be very interesting to see what happens. Do they just take the best player, the leadership of 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 um, uh, Reed as well, and say, "Look, you're our man. You're going to be our leader for the next 10, 15 years." And they know they've got problems, and they'll just have to find a way to sort it out. They're not going to fix their team in one year either. No, but at the same time, you need to try and gather the talent in because they've just got heaps of list spots and mm. not enough there unless they nail each of the late picks which is so hard yeah. you can't expect that I'm kind of with you Dana I think they do need to make something happen mm-hmm. with the number one pick and a question that I was going to ask you guys is who's happier without a trade done between North Melbourne and West Coast North yeah. well, North is very happy either 100%. way 2-3 yeah, and then another 3 first rounders yeah. versus 1 albeit the number one pick but mm. North and West Coast need a lot of talent. So that's why I actually don't even want North to go for it, by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to just sit, pick five guns and move on. Mm. Um, but if North is offering an extra first round pick just to move up one spot. It, it feels, yeah, it feels ridiculous to me, man. Like you think of it draft points wise, when you when you put two extras, when you put 17 and 18 and two mm. for one, the point differential is obscene. Yeah, It's like an extra 1,500 points. It's like you just you can't yeah. Like, yeah it just it makes no sense from a North Melbourne perspective, and as good as Harley Reid is, like you tell me, McKercher and Dersma aren't going to be game changers on their own. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, how much better is this guy than these other players? It can't be that much better, unless he's Nick Dacos. Time will tell. Mm. He's more of an impact player. He's not going to get you 30 touches, but he'll get like 20 to 25 insane mm. moments. So anyway, mm. for now they're mere, but I have a feeling they're not done trading picks. Mm. Probably more than once um, mm. in this period. So, we'll yeah. see how we go on the draft. And then last but not least is the Dogs. They've brought in Harms and Caulfield <laughs> <laughs> and they've lost Jordan Sweet. Um, and they've also got in pick five, which is a crucial yeah, bit of the traded up for pick five. Yeah. So, if that's the case, it's a win for me. Yeah. Getting getting up into that part of the draft, it's a win. That's because we're assuming that they've got enough talent to sort out their what they need. And they're also going to get father-son um, yeah. Jordan Boyd, who's... Mm. The first round not Croft. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jordan Who Croft. said that two weeks in a row? Jordan Did Boyd. I? Oh my god! Yeah, um, he's coming uh, out of retirement. Matty Boyd, <laughs> Matty Boyd's boy. See, um, it's not. It's not. Um, actually, I was gonna. Uh, don't worry about what I was gonna say. I was gonna say something like, "It's not Bond. It's Croft, like Lara Croft." But it's not even Bond. It's fucking Boyd. So <laughs> apologies, lads. Oh, there, was, there was a possible joke there, and it just didn't. It didn't work out. I'm disappointed. That's all right. We'll forgive um, you. Thanks, man. So they'll bring in. Yeah, it's what counts, bro. They'll bring in pick five and pick once they match the bid. Pick ten, fifteen, wherever he goes. So they'll get two first rounders, Harms and Caulfield, and they've lost sweet. Pretty easy winners for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, anything to add on the doggies? No, no. I've said it every week. I'm going to say it continuously. I have no idea what this team is, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bevo enough, out. Man. Bevo out. Hmm. Unless it says Bevo out in those in those outs, then it's not a win for me. Fair enough, man. Jeez. Hashtag Bevo out. You heard it here first. <laughs> like she definitely didn't hear it here first. I'm sure everyone's been saying it. Can't be just us who want Bevo out. Um, you know. But what can you say, man? What can you say? That's it. So that's it for the teams, boys. A few mm. winners there, a few losers. But honestly, a lot of it's just TBD. We, we kind of said meh for a lot of these teams. Mm. So I guess we'll see how they draft and what other moves they make. There was but no crazy moves. There's no crazy players no. going. Like probably the best player to, to move is Grundy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like considering last year, Horn Francis, Dunkley, like just those two, that they were seismic you know, mm. trades that happened. So, what yeah. was the Richter scale of the seismic? Eight point 
nine. April. Jeez. That's, geez. that's, that's, that's like people are dying. That's city destroying. <laughs> people <Yeah>. died because <laughs> Horn Francis and Dunkley left. A um, bit of me died when Horn Francis left, to be fair. <laughs> there you go. That, was, that was such a tough time. Like, can you think back then when that happened and then we got Clarko, which was cool, but then he says he wants to leave. And then Clarko got the whole, you know, the scandal, the, the Clarko, the, the scandal that happened, the Hawthorne thing. The depression that I had as a North fan during that time was crazy. And now just the, the contrast of this, man, we're looking, we had a pretty decent second half of the season where we showed a bit of promise, even though we didn't get a lot of wins. We showed promise. Now we've got all these picks to play with. We've got Stevens. We've got Fisher. We've got Toby Pink. You know what I mean? Like, it's See, What's the chance Toby Pink even gets one game, bro? No, he'll play. High, because we've got yeah. Logout and just Aiden Kaur as the key oh, defender. Well. He'll play round one. Core and 102 defender in Supercoach. Oh, so then, then I'm happy. I need, <laughs> I need all the 102s I can Mate, get. Core, uh, Biggie Nguyen and Pink can all play round one next year. Easily. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, oh my God. I, can't, I hope we verse you guys early, man. <laughs> I, I hope we like, verse you guys early. Because oh, yeah. you were shot well, in you the reckon, first half of the year. We'll be good, we'll be good next. We'll yeah. be ready to go. You reckon Toby Pink can't take Charlie Kerner? I reckon I, he's got him <laughs> easy, bro. My, that's a 10-goaler <laughs> if I've ever seen it. Uh, it's better than Aiden Bonner playing on him like last year or this yeah, year rather. So. Yeah, true. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, Nata, we, did you want to talk a bit of draft? Yeah. So I wanted to pose the question to Dino because he's our draft fanatic. Self-proclaimed. Yeah, self-proclaimed <laughs> it's draft. Not, it's not self anymore if we're proclaiming oh, it. Fair enough. Yeah. So I want you, Dino, to give us your top 10 players in this draft as you know your power rankings will say. And give us a comp if you want as well. We'll compare it to Cal Toomey's at the end to see who's, who's more accurate. Yeah, well, look, as you guys know, I'm a massive Cal Toomey fan. So <laughs> this is just, this is sort of like um, out of respect that I'm comparing my own form guide versus his, right? Mm. So um, I've got a bit of a shake up at one and you guys are going to be a bit stunned by this. Okay. <laughs> Number one is not highly read. Number one is Jed Walter. Oh. Now, here's the thing with this guy. All year, he's dominated. Yeah. But no one talks about him because everyone knows he's going to Gold Coast. So the, the hype is just dead and no one's even bothering watching what he does because mm. they know oh, he's going to Gold Coast. Mm. And it's sort of excluding him from your draft chat because he's not on the available board. But I'm telling you now, go watch his footage. Look at this guy's body mm. for a 17, 18-year-old. He is a unit. There is no key forward that's come out of the draft like him body-wise. Like there's your King Brothers and Hugo Hagen and these sort of guys. But no one's been drafted with this kind of body. And output. He kicks goals for fun. Fair. fair. Um, my comp for him, Charlie Kerno. Yeah, that's that's what people are saying. But I've also got a second. So for each of these players, I've got two comps. So Kerno, and this one's going to sound a bit funny, but think of the last couple of weeks of the year, Jesse Hogan. Okay. Body-wise, like just huge man, mm. great mark. Okay. Um, so for me, the Harley Reid thing comes in now at two. So number two is Harley Reid. This kid is a freak. Like... Mm. You could flip them. For me, just personally, I think key forwards are more rare. But this kid is basically, I've got written here, Dusty Martin, Toby Green, level of just pound for pound and, and considering his height, just strength, power, arrogance, mm. just an absolute gun of a player. He'll, he'll be top five in the comp for years. Um, love him, but he doesn't get 30 touches a game, which mm. is my only reservation. At this point of his career, you look at his numbers. What's his running power like? Like solid. Solid. Could get could get better though. So yeah. for me, he's got all the talent in the world. If he's focused, he will become Dusty Martin level dominance and game changing ability. Mm. But at the moment, he only gets about twenty odd touches a game, high impact. Mm. But I'm just having a slight reservation. And for me, the key forward of such a unique physical specimen of Jed Walter just goes number one over him. Mm. Okay. Number three, Colby McCurcher. The easy comp is Zach Merritt. Left footer, mm. bit smaller, zippy, quick, mm. skillful. But my other one is Lockie Neal. Okay. Oh. So similar body mm. type. Neal's put on some muscle as he's gotten older. But think mm. of when he was younger, just in and under, really quick, really evasive. Very similar players from my point of view. Okay. Um, and I read recently, he apparently before he was so busy this year with all the draft stuff, he was watching seven games of AFL a week. That's mad. if that's not an AFL enjoyer, I don't know what he is. He's an AFL enjoyer, absolutely, hundred percent AFL enjoyer. Good if he's him. a super coach enjoyer as well, then I love him. He's my favorite oh, he's player. the kind of player who will do well on super coach. I can <laughs> oh, for sure, bro. Um, 
so yeah, that's number three. Number four, Zane Dersma. Okay, now this kid, I remember watching last year as I was watching Sheezel and, and Wardlaw and these guys playing. He was always there, but as an underager for Gippsland Power. Mm. And when you look at his body, you just think to yourself, he just seems taller than the other midfielders. He comes in at about 189 at the moment, but he's got long arms. Mm. And he got the highest vertical, standing vertical at the combine the other day. And he marks. So he's sort of like a forward, but definitely midfielder hybrid. Um, mm. He kicked like 30 goals in each of the years, like underage, and he backed it up again this year. So he's mm. goal kicking, X factor, long arm, like good mark. My comp for him is actually Taron Thomas as number one. When you think about that sort of taller, long-armed mm. midfielder with a bit of X factor going forward, and also Noah Anderson. Okay, so nice. for me, I just really rate those midfielders that can kick multiple goals. Like Taron Thomas, when he's at his best, he'll get twenty-five and two goals, mm. and those guys are just worth gold. Yeah, X factor, big time. Um, number five, Daniel Curtin. So everyone's talking about this guy like he's the next. He's like the best key back. In the class, I think that's mm. a miscalculation of what he actually is. He's not mm. a lockdown, play me just pure defense. This guy can take the game on. He's played midfield. He's played a bit of forward. There's no really telling what he'll be, but he's tall. He's like 195 and possibly some reports are showing him to be more like 196. And they're still young, so he might grow yeah. a little bit. I've got him down as Jordan Dawson slash Darcy Moore. Oh, that's, so, that's, a good, that's a range, bro. It's yeah. a range. Now... Time will tell if his character is like that of a, a more where he can be a leader and Dawson. Mm. But quite frankly, like Dawson is a tall defender that's turned into a mid mm. or rather a medium defender that's turned into a tall mid. Darcy Moore isn't a pure lockdown. Like he is a playmaker from the back as well. Mm. So that's why I've got him like that. Nice. Um, number six is Riley Sanders. Okay. Now this guy has been unfairly pigeonholed as like old school accumulator, but no outside pace. Mm. Watch his footage. There's nothing he doesn't do that you wouldn't want a midfielder to do. Mm. Explodes out of packs, takes the game on, gets like 30, 35 touches for fun. Um, I've got him down as Horn Francis, not only because he looks like him, <laughs> but I think he kind of plays like him as well. Mm. And also, and this is a bit like, think back to his prime, Matt Crouch. So okay. Matt Crouch in his prime, definitely the accumulation, the sort of poise on the ball, um, you know, hard to tackle, things like that, but mainly the athleticism of a Horn Francis. So that's sort of the hybrid I'm thinking of. Okay. okay. That'd be a great hybrid, to be honest. Taller, Haunt Francis, accumulator. Yeah. I think he's a gun. And this is why I'm, I'm not really trying hard to talk about these guys because I think they're all guns. Mm. Like any of these guys could go top three, in my opinion. Yeah. So far. Um, the next one, Nick Watson. So probably the most fun guy to watch. Mm. He's small, but got, and he's the comp, Brent Harvey vibes. Okay. So. You know, right in the fields, right in the right fields. Field, you watch him play; he takes the game on. He he doesn't have like a defined role yet. He's a gun forward; he can kick goals. But what else can he be? That's why I've got mm. him sliding. Can he be an impactful midfielder like a Daniel at times, or a halfback, mm. or is he just going to be really good small forward? I don't know. That's why he slipped a bit. Um, the other comp was Stevie Milne as a forward. So if he plays full forward, like pocket, I reckon he could have Milne type. Is it like as a forward, but as a person? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's him there. Now, number eight, Connor O'Sullivan. This one I had a very hard time finding a comp for because he's 197, 198, mm. definitely a defender, but he's also played midfield. Not that I would expect it at AFL level. So I'm just trying to think he'll be a defender. He's the best key defender in the class for me. Mm. I've got him down as best case scenario, Jacob Wiedering. But also Tall Wheel Day. You've got him as Tall Wheel Day. He's the Tall Wheel Day. There you go. Okay, so I love these like hybrid, like <laughs> well, <laughs> half tiger, half bear type. Of like <laughs> I found it hard just comparing to one player. I think that's a bit boring. So, weedering for the obviously that if he puts on size, I think he can be that good. But also he's at ground level a really good player as well. Mm. And hence he played midfield this year. So, mm. gun. Then at nine, there's. Um, Nick Caddy. Okay. So Nate. If, Nate. Sorry, Nate Caddy. Um, he's an interesting one. 192 centimeter forward. But then he'll have games where he gets like 25 touches and eight tackles and plays a bit of midfield. And you're thinking, what's going on there? Like, mm. what position will he actually be? I think it'll be a forward. Um, I've got him down as a comp. Jack Rewalt slash TBD on the potential here, but Riccardi. So a bit more of that 
not traditional, just I'm only a forward, but at ground level, a bit useful as well, good hands, good athleticism. Mm. Here's um, the interesting thing with him is that I've noticed that like in like mock, like draft mocks and this and that, a lot of them are saying 193 centimeters now. They've given him, they've credited him an extra centimeter. So hey, does, that, does that help his draft stock? Maybe. Oh, well, look. His hair was just extra spiky that day. Ah, that's maybe, what, maybe that's what they Look, they are 17, 18 years old. So you would expect mm. them to grow another centimeter probably. Yeah, yeah. or Crips grew at least five centimeters yeah. from his draft. That's crazy. Mm. And it happens in the NBA as well. Like Giannis, 6'11, ended up being six, sorry, no, 6'9, and then became 6'11. Mm. Same with Ben Simmons. He might have gone from like 6'8 to 6'10 or something. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's wild. Mm. Um, but I really like him as well. And then there's Ethan Reed as a Ruckman. He's going to go to Gold Coast, unfortunately, mm. as well. Um, you sort of watch him and you think once he puts on muscle, he'll be as skillful as Jackson slash Gorn, just can do it all kind of Ruck. So. Mm. You never know with the Ruckman, but I think he's been good enough to deserve that praise um, mm. and really athletic as well. So that's the top 10. A bit different nice. than a few others. Is there any players that are kind of missed out that are still touted? No. So here's what I wanted to add now, right? Up until Nick Watson, so at seven, I think you can shuffle that board on most teams' lists. I think Reed's probably one on most boards. Walter's two on most boards, but then from three, so McKercher, Dersma, Curtin, Sanders, Watson, I reckon, honestly, you can have every team having a different order, in mm. my opinion, which goes to show it's a very strong six or seven. Then O'Sullivan and Caddy, for me, very clearly are the next best two. I'll be surprised if someone's taken before them. Mm. And then Reed, I sort of put there because I know he's very good, even though he's a ruckman and it'll take time. Mm. After that, it's a bit shaky. That's why people say the top 10 is really good and then after that, it drops off. It definitely drops off but there's good players. Mm. Like You watch the highlight reels of all these kids um, and also big shout out to the YouTube channel, Footy Stuff. This guy or girl puts together these clip videos of the performances per game of these players with even the lowlights. So just every interaction they had around the ball. Mm. So it really helps you get a good gauge of their strengths, weaknesses. Um, but no, nah, man, I, I love the draft. I love that North is owning the first round of the draft. <laughs> this is all I ever wanted. Yeah. Um, so if we get two of those guys at the top, happy boy. Nice, man. Nah, well well said on all of those, Dino. I like, and I like that it was a bit different as well. You know, And something tells me it's that, that's what you actually believe. You're not just trying to be different. You know what I mean? No. This is, this is pure heart, belief, soul. If, if North had pick one, mm. I would demand they take Walter. If they took Reed, I'd Whoa. be low-key upset. Just because we need a key forward desperately. So yeah, nah, fair take enough. that for what it's worth. Yeah, well, look, JW West went for a tall in Cadman. Tall, talls have gone historically number one often. Mm. I will say this though. Cadman went one last year. There is no comparison between Walter and Cadman's readiness for the AFL. Yeah. Zero. Com- Cadman mm. can be a gun, I'm sure of it. Mm. But Walter is going to walk into the Suns 22 and be a problem, mm. in my opinion. Jeez. There we go. Yeah. Nah, I like it. Um, are we going to do that other question that was posed to us? Yeah. So one of our most loyal AFL enjoyers fans, JL, John, he posed the question to us a few weeks ago and he deliberately said, make this a postseason question. So here you go, John. <laughs> which Basically, boys, which team over the next five years or around that five-year mark will be contending for the premiership? Mm, so I would say North... You know, a bit of a homer <laughs> pick. But you think of all... That's the, more towards the five, I think. Yeah, Fair. towards the five. I'm going to say, yeah, in five years, I think that North Melbourne will be contending in the top four. Really, they just need to hold on to the talent that they have because there's a lot of high-end talent already and they're going to add more this year and next year through the draft. So I think, yeah, they will definitely be contending. Mm. Um, I rate it. What do you think, George? Uh, Carlton. <laughs> These answers are right. just no. Let's give non-Carlton or or North. Responses. All right, let's, let's, I'm gonna quickly go through. So Collingwood, I think, will be around it for the next couple of years. No reason for them to drop off. But five. But well, not five. But this is the thing: is zero to five is too long of a range. But that's the that's the fun in the prediction, right? Exactly. So we know Collingwood will be good for the next two or three years. So you're saying in five years, five. Let's is say end. in five years. Okay. Who will be up there in the top four contending okay. for a I think Sydney. Interesting. Yep. They always recruit well. They've got some superstar, young superstars. Uh, they've got a good culture. I think um, 
Hawks. Mm. Hawks and North, I'm happy to say, and I think even Gold Coast. If it's five years, you've got to think about the teams that are rebuilding. Hawthorne have a real clear plan in the way they want to play. They've got a really good coach and um, they've got a lot of young players. Mm. And um, they have. we've already seen Hawthorne dominate passages or periods of games. They just haven't put it together. They will do that over the next couple of years. They'll torch teams mm. with this kind of like slingshotty kind of um, – I think they can even do it even better than Collingwood does it. Mm. Well, you look at the just the names, right? Will Day, Jai Newcomb, who was in the All-Australian squad this year. Um, in the defense, you have Sicily. You have Weddle running down. You know, but you even look like Mackenzie Ward, Connor McDonald. They're going to get a, a pick four here. I mean, and I think it's the fact that they've got. I feel like a really, really good coach and knows exactly where he wants to go. He's even talked about the fact that where he sees footy, where he sees the game plan moving. He's already structured for that. He's already structured for that kind of GWS um, uh, Collingwood type of game style. I think. I think they're going to be deadly. I think they're going to be scary. You guys, if you just throw draft picks at a team, eventually they've come good. That's what happened to Carlton. Mm. Um, and then, I don't know, West Coast, who knows what they're going to do. Will Fremantle ever get good? Maybe in five years. We need to talk about Gold Coast. Gold Coast, I think they'll be good even next year. Mm. If they keep King, if Walter's as good as I think he is, their midfield's good, their key defenders are good, well, mm. I think there's enough talent there, but... Yeah, it'll depend on filling the gaps like at the back end of the 22. If they can get really good role players, definitely. I think Gold Coast will be elite in two to three years. Mm. Yeah, no, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat, to mm. be honest with you, because the challenge for them really is trying to maintain the talent because they always seem to have a bit of an exodus of players trying to leave back to Victoria, back to Adelaide, wherever they're from. So... Um, yeah, it can swing though if they if they've got their culture right if they start winning games, I think they can I think they can maintain it. It's the hardest part is when you're losing. There's not a strong enough culture. People want to go back home. If they come to a really strong system that's winning games, that's that's playing home games and winning, the membership goes up, becomes a bit of a fortress. You can change the narrative. And Gold Coast, not the worst place to live either. So no, it's not. That's one, you know, strong factor of wanting to play there. And the thing about them is they're hard to beat at home because of the conditions, right? In Gold Coast, so if they become a strong team, and then teams are going up there, it's very hard to win up there. If they're a good team as well, they're like Brisbane. They're reinforcing their wins, and their home and away season's always strong, so they're always up there. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I think I think they're good. I have one more, right? Go for it. And it's a team with a lot of young key position players. And by then, they'll all be a, that bit stronger. They'll be a bit smarter, a bit wiser. And a lot of their midfield talent is still young. The Western Bulldogs. Yeah. Definitely true. definitely from a tall perspective, I agree. 100%. Darcy, Croft. Mm. Jamara. Jamara. Norton. Mm. Bond will still be decent in five years. Like mm. Libba will probably be finished by but then. But then they might team. draft Sanders and replace Libba. Exactly think. right. So that's a team. Bailey Smith is still young. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So when you just think of the talent that they have and the fact that it's in key positions as well, which is so important in the modern game. Mm. Yeah. That's a good shot. I like it. Mm. All right. Very good. I think that's it for today, boys. Yeah. We'll, um, yeah, TBD on what we'll talk about next week, but obviously ramping up to the draft now. So. I'm sure there'll be some general news to talk about, some draft analysis, um, and anything else. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything in particular. But otherwise, thanks very much for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Thanks.